believe every person has a right to basic knowledge of how to optimize their mind, body, and spirit. Here, I bring to you influential individuals and ideas to help you live a more healthy, fulfilling life. I'm Julie Fouché, and I'd like to welcome you to Pursuing Health. Welcome back to Pursuing Health. This is episode number 18, and here I sit down with Scott Panchik, four-time CrossFit Games competitor, as well as his father and co-owner of their gym, CrossFit Mentality, Dave. This is one of my favorite episodes thus far. I really enjoyed our conversation, and I think when you listen to it, you'll realize, too, that they have something really special going on at their affiliate, CrossFit Mentality. So some background before we get started. Scott, alongside his siblings, has always been very active, and he played football at the University of Mount Union, where he studied health and physical education. There, he was on two national championship-winning teams, and he earned academic All-American honors. He then went on to teach health and physical education for a couple of years at Mentor High School, where he also ran the school's strength and conditioning program, and he coached wrestling and football. It was during that time that his father, Dave, introduced him to CrossFit, and he began training for the CrossFit Games. He's known as one of the most consistent male competitors, placing fourth at the Games in 2012 and 13, fifth in 2014, and taking sixth place this past year despite battling a serious foot injury. A couple of years ago, Dave made the decision to retire from teaching elementary school and move from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania to Mentor, Ohio with the rest of the Panchik family to open a CrossFit affiliate with Scott. Since that time, the Panchik family has been working together to build CrossFit mentality into a thriving and successful affiliate. So before we get started with our conversation, I have a few quick reminders this week. Number one, if you're enjoying the podcast, please head over to iTunes to subscribe and give it a rating. Also, you can head to my website, juliefouché.com, and there enter your email to stay in the loop with the podcast and everything else I'm doing with my newsletter, which comes out every two weeks. I'm also always looking for inspiring stories to share. If you or someone you know has used lifestyle to overcome a serious health challenge, please send your story to me at info at and I will select some to share on future episodes. If you're interested in training with me, you can also check out my program through Beyond the Whiteboard at beyondthewhiteboard.com slash juliefouché. This is the actual training I'm doing today, five days per week, one hour per day, scheduled out for you minute by minute from warm up to cool down. We're getting ready here for the CrossFit Games Open in a few short weeks, so we'd love to have you join us. So with that, let's get started here on Pursuing Health with episode number 18 with Scott and Dave Panchik. Welcome back to Pursuing Health. I am here with the Panchik. So we have Scott Panchik and then his father, Dave Panchik. Um, And we're here at CrossFit Mentality, their gym. And it seems like you guys have a really awesome community here. This is kind of your family-owned and operated affiliate. Uh, So I'm a little bit curious just about your whole family seems very athletic, very into health and fitness. Has it always been that way? What was it like growing up with you and your siblings, Scott? And Dave, you know, like, has that that (laughs) always been something that you have been um, promoting in your family? Uh, Actually, uh, 
I was as luckily luckily I was a uh, school teacher. I had mm-hmm. the summers off, so um, my day was a seven and a half hour day, and then the summers. I would spend, I was the babysitter. So uh, yeah, we did a lot of playing outside <laughs> and uh, we played a lot of sports mm-hmm. and uh, you know some sports they liked and enjoyed and would have liked to have continued. Uh, other sports, uh, you know, we played just to kind of work on some skills that mm-hmm. they needed to work on. And what, what did you teach? I was an elementary uh, middle school teacher. Okay. Uh, taught science and math. Oh, wow. I actually went for phys ed, but uh, some little old lady talked me out of it. And <laughs> she said, uh, I'll get you a job in the elementary school because most of uh, the teachers were ladies at that time. And uh, sure enough, I got a job right out of high school, and uh, I coached football at the time. Oh, wow. So awesome. I was kind of an elementary high school football coach, and uh, it, it, I, I enjoyed it. Best of both worlds, it sounds like. So what kind of sports did you guys like, Scott, and which ones were you not – not so, uh, <laughs> so growing up, <laughs> he got us involved in just about everything. We played ice hockey, soccer, baseball, football. I remember back uh, <laughs> being taken to swim lessons, and uh, I hated wearing <laughs> my speedo. <laughs> they still have it to this day, hanging in the in the basement on the the wall of fame. But um, you know, I, I credit my parents a lot because they got us involved in sports early, and I really think that's played a big impact on the athleticism of everyone in our family. I feel like we could step on and perform any any task that uh, you, you would want us to do, and um, I think that's a big reason why <laughs> most of us went to school <laughs> to actually become health and phys ed teachers was because we just liked playing so much. Uh, we enjoyed going to phys ed class daily and, you know, running and basketball and baseball and all the different types of sports and it just made it fun and it was something that brought us peace and uh relieves a lot of stress which you know growing up in a house full of four boys and a a girl I guess you gotta you gotta (laughs) get that out somewhere and I think his idea was let's let them take it out on their teammates and their other teams versus each other at home that's awesome and so you then went on to study health education right in college And played football? Yep. I played football at the uh, University of Mount Union. Okay. Just won, They just won another national championship. I saw that. We'll That's that exciting. There, yeah. And you uh, won some while you were there as well? Yeah. We won. Uh, we were contenders all four years I was there, and we won two out of the four. Um, but it was a great experience, and uh, it really taught me a lot about uh, just uh, how to be part of a team, taking care of each other, and uh, a lot of the same characteristics that it takes to run a CrossFit gym. And uh, same with the in the classroom. I, I went to become a teacher, and it's I always find myself uh, talking to my brothers and uh, my dad and I talking, and it's it's a lot like teaching. You're mm-hmm. we talk about filler words when you're talking. Try to try to be smooth, keep things simple, and uh, just make it a, a fun and exciting environment in here. Uh, our job's to to create the show, as Ben Bergeron would say, and. Uh, I think that being a teacher, uh, my dad and I both have a upper hand on a lot of other uh, coaches just because of that. That experience. Absolutely. And so it was sometime while you were in college that you started doing CrossFit, and was it your dad that first found CrossFit, right? Right. Uh, it was kind of funny because uh, I told Scott about this this mm-hmm. CrossFit workout, and 
he was always uh, exciting to try something new. And uh, we'd come back from a CrossFit workout, and uh, we'd do maybe a, a Fran or Fight Gone Bad, and the weights were 95, uh, 65, and he said, I, I got to get to the Y and I got to lift. I got to, I got to move some heavy <laughs> weight. <laughs> so, uh, and, and it took him a while to kind of, uh, to start believing and seeing the explosiveness. And, you know, we would sit at the track and we, uh, were lucky, uh, luckily to, we lived, uh, probably about half a mile from, uh, the high school. So, uh, we would get down on the track and I'd time Scott in his 40 mm-hmm. and I just wanted to see him get a little better. And I just, we're not improving that speed that explosiveness and and you know it was just that we worked all year all summer and uh then the crossfit i think just just helped tremendously with that starts and 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 just being able to explode cut for him being a running back and how did you find it initially uh Actually, I got involved in it with a guy at the local YMCA, and uh, we started doing CrossFit workouts off the main site, and uh, it was taxing, and it was just conditioning was just, you know, unbelievable, and uh, he kept, we worked religiously uh, once he got into college, and uh, I remember going down, uh, doing a workout, it was... uh, uh, thrusters and at the top of every minute I think it was five burpees mm, yeah. and uh calcium yes. <laughs> <laughs> I think everyone remembers uh, if they've done that and the one. guys <laughs> in the weight room at the YMCA were like I can't believe you're doing this to him <laughs> <laughs> he's sitting there smiling with a clipboard in his hand <laughs> stopwatch burpees and I remember him uh you know he was just getting finished with his thrusters and uh-huh. it was the top of the minute but uh, it was just, uh, and we started our, uh, I kind of started my own uh, gym, and, and I was a school teacher, and uh, we just uh, used sandbags, and uh, I bought some bars off of Craigslist and kind of started that way, and I did it in the, in the gym, and it just got out of hand that uh, I was making money in the school district's gym and <laughs> <laughs> wasn't paying any rent, so we moved to another facility. Okay, Wow. And so, Scott, you saw big improvements once you started CrossFit as far as the other sports you were involved in? Yeah, the uh, the biggest thing I noticed was just uh, I just felt more athletic. and It just creates athletes. And uh, I didn't feel like it just emphasized one specific area. We talked about the 40 and just becoming more explosive. So some of the lifts, I'd never known what a thruster was uh, before my dad introduced it to me. And you look at a front squat into a press and – that's the same thing as coming out of a three-point stance in football. And uh, I think when you when you you kind of break down the different movements that you see in CrossFit, you see them throughout a football game. You need to have uh, strength. You need to have power, explosiveness. And then you need to have the endurance to go four quarters too. Uh, two days, we'd have practices, and it's just like doing two workouts in one day. Right. And uh, that feeling you get where it's just like, oh, man, i got to go back and i got to go over to the track and do something tonight. It's just that exact same feeling that you'd have when you know you had your one practice in the morning you went and ate lunch and you're heading back out on the field and it just made things a lot easier when I got back up to school I everybody else was whining and complaining and I was like let's go I feel good I'm ready to roll and uh, that was a good feeling to have I'd never had that before I remember two days in high school and uh, just looking back on it now I'm just like man if I just 
could have been doing CrossFit right, when I was a little, little bit early. younger. <laughs> and uh, my two younger brothers, Saxon and Spencer, uh, they they started at 11 years old. So they're kind of like that next generation of CrossFitters that they've, they've been doing these movements. They weren't doing bicep curls and bench press and, uh, you know, all the glamour movements of checking yourself out, <laughs> out <laughs> in, in the, the gym while you're <laughs> is, isolating muscles one at a time. And I always thought I knew what being fit was and, and looking good. And it turns out that those, you know, they, they aren't the same thing. You can, you can look good and not be very fit mm -hmm. at all. And you see that a lot of the times with, um, some of the people that are, um, you know, isolating muscles with, you know, bicep curls and bench press and, and run a mile and come in and try and do something like that. It's a, it's a little more challenging. And, uh, I think it's just, uh, CrossFit's really just changed my whole perspective on what fitness is and, uh, really put a definition behind it. Absolutely. And I still remember, I think the first time we met was in Cle you had been doing CrossFit maybe up at school and mm -hmm. you came into a CrossFit affiliate in Cleveland Yep. and it was right before maybe the 2012 season. Yep. Um, and you just had like you could tell you just had the go button like no matter what the workout was <laughs> yeah you were going for it yeah i think um. i remember that uh <laughs> him coming home and saying uh i'm not sure what you guys did but it was uh 95 pounds 65 and and a run and i think he came home and said man she was just right on me <laughs> <laughs> yeah definitely i uh i remember coming down i uh I think it was right before or after the open because I was like, I yeah. got to get, I, I think, think it was right it was after, after the open because you had, because I qualified, yeah, I qualified yeah. and I was trying to find somewhere to go to just get a little guidance because mm -hmm. you're exactly right. It was like go button and it was no pace, no plan, just mm -hmm. relentless go, go, go. And, uh, I needed a little structure. I needed <laughs> someone to kind of point me in the right direction and, uh, I eventually found it, and uh, I think that, uh, you know, understanding CrossFit and what it's about, and, and just every year I feel like I have a, a better understanding of of what, f like, fitness is and mm -hmm. how to train specific athletes. We have different types of athletes that come into our gym, and I think that's what separates a lot of, a lot of different gyms is being able to take those different athletes that come in and and kind of dissect like well, you know why are you in here what you know what do you want to get from this and I always tell people like you need to have a goal before you start your first class in here because I want the coaches to know what it is mm -hmm. and that's you know what we will emphasize when you're working out whether it's I want to get stronger then we'll lift a, a little heavier once your movement patterns look good and uh, if I, I want to run my first 5k we're going to keep things light and you're going to move quickly and efficiently through workouts but whatever it is we want to know what it is and I think that um, that's what separates a lot of different gyms, and uh, you know that was something that really helped me out was was finding the right coach in the right place that showed me, you know, this is what CrossFit is because mm -hmm. CrossFit is just a it's, it's a word it's it's very broad and um, you know you you just <laughs> everybody can kind of define it in their own personal way that's going to benefit them. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So tell me more about the decision to open up CrossFit Mentality and how this gym came about. Uh, Scott, actually, uh, yeah, this was uh, actually two years ago. He kept saying hey, he was out in Ohio. I felt bad for him. He was out, <laughs> by, he was out there by himself. And, uh, and you were in Pennsylvania? We were in okay. PA, yes. And uh, 
he kept saying, I think I could uh, open up a gym out here. And uh, I know he was, I was a football coach and I know at Mentor High School, that's a top-notch football program. And I know they spend hours uh, working and uh, he was teaching school, coaching football, then driving to Beachwood uh, to work, uh, work out. And uh, so I had one more year to retire and, and I was itching it. <laughs> I would have gone five years ago if it was up to me but uh, I ended up retiring a year early okay and uh, I, t- I just uh, honestly uh, it's uh, God's helped us because we packed up the U-Haul and and uh, my wife resigned I retired and uh, we ended up coming out here and and it just didn't miss a beat <laughs> it doesn't seem like it <laughs> I, if I wouldn't have known I would have guessed your family has been here all along so what? It's, it's been a great, a great experience, and like I said, uh, it's, it's just something that it was Scott's passion. Uh, Spencer and Saxon mm-hmm. uh, were coming up through, and uh, they just needed to kind of be out here with, with Scott, and uh, he's kind of uh, assumed that role of uh, dad. Big brother, <laughs> uh, disciplinary, but you know, they, I kept saying, Scott, these guys just want to go heavier and heavier. And we had those hex bars, and I'd have to run around and tighten them up. And or else, I remember Saxon doing a clean, and the bar just split, and the head went one way. And I said, I just don't want to get these guys hurt. But uh, it was, it was, it was exciting. Yeah. yeah this this was kind of their their sport mm-hmm. growing up, and. Uh, our family got into CrossFit uh, through uh, my dad introduced it to all of us, but it was kind of a form of rehab. They were in a bad accident. I was rehabbing uh, from knee surgery, mm-hmm. and uh, it was something that really brought our family a lot closer. Um, and just was condition er, conditioning for us physically and and mentally and emotionally as well that um, we could get together and we piled in the truck and we go down to you know, do these CrossFit workouts when I was home for the summer, and uh, we wanted that again, and I think we was something that we were all missing, and uh, they packed up the U-Haul and, and came out, and we opened up CrossFit Mentality, and I guess, like my dad said, we didn't we didn't really miss a beat, but, uh, you know, our, our goals were to build this up into uh, something that uh, the boys could really do as a, as a sport, and something that could be a a career and uh, something that just was a we were all so passionate about and I think when you have that many people that are all on the same page and really uh, understand each other and and why they're here it creates a great place to work out absolutely and you I think you can tell that even when you just walk in the gym it seems like you guys are a big family even you know your your immediate family but also all your members too they feel yeah. that yeah absolutely I think um that's one thing that kind of sets us apart from a lot of different places is just when you have everybody in there that's working is is your family mm-hmm. you're not afraid to tell people like, <laughs> hey this needs to get done or uh this isn't being done the right way and you know right. we, we talk to each other we hash it out and uh it gets done and i think sometimes people tiptoe around each other and tensions build and mm-hmm. uh, and you can see that but uh, we get it all right out in the open <laughs> right away, and and we're good to we're good to go. We move forward, but uh, I think that's just really helped us uh, keep things running smoothly here and uh, helping us build a, a great community. And it's uh, comforting for me 
to know that you know whenever I walk out here somebody's in here mm -hmm. and I guess Greg Glassman put it the best you know it's it's caring and he he, he always says I look at the bathrooms and mm -hmm. and I guess that's <laughs> the kids always say hey listen I clean the bathrooms whenever <laughs> I'm in there and um, you, sometimes you you leave your business with someone else and you know they, they don't have that passion that you have and um, here it's I feel good about it and I think everybody that comes into the gym knows that you know they're gonna get the best hour of the day of their life in here and uh, um, we kind of lay it on the line for them some some things they want to hear some things they don't mm -hmm. but uh, uh, it's, it's a great community yeah we support each other and and the decisions that we make and how we run things and everybody's on the same page with you know scaling and modifications and um, it's just comforting to know that if you're not here, there's someone there that's doing things the exact same way as you. And mm -hmm. I think that's important. They're running the gym like it's their gym and they're taking pride in it just like you would. So what is a typical day like for the Panchik family? <laughs> <laughs> I'll start that out because I'm, I'm usually the first one up. <laughs> okay, you do the mornings? <laughs> no, uh, I actually, uh, I get up and do the morning class. That's, that's probably the... Uh, as far as uh, the best class I enjoy, I guess mm -hmm. it's because, uh, you know, I, I kind of always have been there with them. And, uh, but it w I was out with my injury, and they love my daughter, Shana, and <laughs> <laughs> they love the twins and Scott coming in. And, <laughs> but uh, our, our, we, have, we run two classes in the morning, uh, 5.30 to 6.30, mm -hmm. and then uh, I have a 9 o'clock class. Okay. So uh, I get to enjoy that. I, I try to get to church at uh, 7.00. Um, and then I come back in here and try to do a workout before the nine o'clock. So I always tell my wife, I got my your whole day is done by ten thirty. Wow, <laughs> <laughs> he's home relaxing on the couch before lunch. And then wow, so that's could, retirement for you. <laughs> oh my gosh, I, I don't want to say that to my wife. She gets mad because she's still working ten hour days. <laughs> wow. But uh, God, Scott, you could tell yeah. Me so um, my dad runs the morning classes. We come in uh, occasionally. We'll do uh, flip flop on the on the 9 a.m. But um, typically we get in around 9:30. We start warming up, and from 9:30 to about three o'clock, <laughs> we kind of just hang out and uh, we're working out and we're talking. And what we do, one thing that we do that I think is uh, very uh, helpful to our gym is that we do the gym's workouts a week ahead of time. Okay. So it really gives me the opportunity to work with uh, my two brothers, Saxon and Spencer, who are uh, our coaches in the evening. I work with them on everything that they're going to be doing the following week. Mm -hmm. So we do the workouts ourselves. We talk about things that went well in the workout, things that may, you know, needed to be changed before I write them the following week. Um, because we don't always get it right on the first time. Right. Uh, with CrossFit, you're constantly varying workouts and time domains and, and things like that. And uh, occasionally you don't get it right and we need to fix it. So we fix it and uh, we talk to them about modifications and uh, different ways to break up the workout to help people be successful. So it's kind of a training time for us. I coach them for the following week. Uh, we eat lunch and just kind of hang out and, and, and we're training. Uh, and uh, that's really helpful to have that, that time in the middle of the day. Yeah. Before, when I was teaching and coaching football, I crammed everything into the evening in probably a two- to three-hour period from 5.30 to 8.30. And that was that was really hard. So it's nice yeah. to have that time where we can work out, eat lunch, work out, and 
um, just kind of enjoy the day. Uh, following that, we start classes again at three. Uh, my younger brothers each run two classes, and then I kind of oversee their classes and um, help them out if the classes is larger. Um, anywhere from if we have a small class of five and it's a easier workout then I let them kind of do their own thing but at the same time I'm kind of coaching them and mentoring them um, to be better coaches if I feel they have a good handle on things I'll go out to the front and and do some work out front and uh, just kind of building relationships that's really what CrossFit's all about is, is you know you people are coming in the door and you're you're talking to them about their goals you're talking to them about um, how they're feeling daily and uh, I work with a lot of people specifically on modifications and uh, mobility issues and how to address those things and then uh, I do our on-ramps because I think that's one of the most important uh, important classes in here is that, that that first class that you come in and helping people feel comfortable and, and getting them to laugh and mm-hmm. enjoy themselves <laughs> where it's not overwhelming and uh So I'll do our on-ramps, and then uh, we also, in the middle of the day, on Tuesdays and Thursdays, we have a group of high school kids that come over uh, from 1230 to 130 that I work with, uh, with a Succeed program over there, and uh, that one's a lot of fun because I get kids from uh, grades 9 through 12, and uh, we do a lot of team building and uh, different workouts that make them think and and work together, which is a lot of fun, but... uh, that's pretty That's much cool. a, a, wow. a typical day. And are they, day. the high school kids, are they all different sports or different, you know, backgrounds or, or do they have one specific goal? Um, the kids that are coming over right now, uh, it's like a special program for them. Uh, it's a PE credit. Okay. So uh, they've, they're the kids that were struggling to get their PE credit mm-hmm. over there uh, in, the, in the phys ed classes. So they try to come up with an alternative class for them that they could come over and uh, work with me. And uh, we create those those team building workouts that are a little more manageable mm-hmm. and something that kind of allows them to to work together and figure out, you know, how can I get this done? And mm-hmm. it's more about teaching them um, lifelong wellness rather than, you know, this is how you throw a football, this is uh, how you catch a baseball or kick a soccer ball, whatever it might right. be. They're learning like, okay, this is how I can exercise once I'm all done with mm-hmm. school. This is how I can take care of my body, working together. And uh, I always compare it to you have to be – and some of them don't like each other, <laughs> to, be, to be honest. But uh, <laughs> I told them, you know, you're going to be in the work field and you're going to have to work with people that you, you may not necessarily like. So right. uh, it's important to learn how to do that early on. Uh, but that, that makes it a lot of fun and uh, – you know, my day is pretty eventful. I'm, I get here about 9.30 and we leave around 7.30, 8 o'clock. And uh, it's really just hanging out and talking to people and uh, building those relationships and uh, coaching the coaches. And we we all take a lot of pride. And we help each other out. If someone needs to run out or travel or, or do something, we'll cover for each other. And um, just is a, it's, it's a good time. It sounds like a good time. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds great. Um so one other thing that the three of us all have in common is that we just have had foot injuries that are recovering now. So I want to talk a little about that. Um, so Scott, you 
actually were dealing with his injury throughout the games this past year. Yep. And I was shocked, actually. I don't know why I didn't realize it at the time, but I went back to see how you ended up placing overall. And I knew you did well, but I didn't realize you were still sixth overall <laughs> with that injury. Yeah. So can you talk a little bit about what that experience was like competing injured this year? Yeah, so um, this year was was uh, it was it tough. I, uh, I came back from regionals, and I started running more because – it was an area that I just felt like uh, needed to be addressed, and the games always has a lot of running. Mm -hmm. So I kind of kicked up my running uh, as soon as I got back from regionals, and I tweaked my calf prior to regionals doing box jumps, and uh, I, I think that was what kind of developed a, a little bit of plantar fasciitis on the bottom of my foot, and it started irritating me, and I you know, kept training around it, wasn't getting any better, and you only have so long between the regionals and the games mm -hmm. with our region being the, the last one to go that I didn't really have the time to take take it off and rest. It mm -hmm. wasn't an option. So I continued to train around it. I wasn't able to do any running. I wasn't able to do any box jumps or double unders. Mm -hmm. I could row. I could bike. And uh, I could you know do a lot of the lifting exercises. But uh, I, I couldn't run. I was in a lot of pain. Um, you've ever had plantar fasciitis you wake up in the mornings and it's a struggle to just get those first first few steps mm -hmm. and uh i went and saw everyone any any everyone and anyone <laughs> i could and right. i was pull, you know pulled out all the stops um but nothing seemed to be working and i i took i was like okay maybe that week before the games i'm going to take some time off i won't you know do anything that's going to annoy it and hopefully it'll feel good mm -hmm. once i get out there right. and I took the time off. I felt I felt pretty good going in, but the first event was uh, running in the sand. Right. So we had to uh, – it's like a 200-meter sprint to the ocean. You get in and swim and get out and grab your board, and you run with your board in the sand. And uh, coming out of the water with my board, I uh, dropped into a little sand dune, and my foot took a majority of the impact, and I just felt something like – I don't want to say it popped or anything, but it just didn't feel right, and mm -hmm. it was – really painful uh, I kept going obviously I didn't need to to use my foot too much I just had to get back into the water and kicking wasn't a problem but I got I got out of the water and finished that day and I was struggling to even walk to the car and right away that's you know first event mm -hmm. I didn't end the way I wanted to I didn't have a, uh, a good first day I had to go later in that night and carry heavy sandbags up and down steps which did not feel good either and uh I remember going home that night, and I was just like, this is going to be one of the longest weekends of my life. <laughs> it already seems long enough as it is. Yeah, you know, to the added to stress a, of an injury. Right, yeah. two, events, two events in, and I'm struggling to walk up to my hotel room that night. Uh, luckily, Thursday was a rest day, so I got to um, rest, and I used the Mark Pro, and I, I did everything I could to uh, stay off my feet that day. And I felt um, a, a little better but still in a lot of pain going into Friday. And, uh, you know, the rest of the weekend was really just a blur. I, I remember falling down after events and just, like, I didn't even want to get back up. And mm -hmm. um, it was funny. Uh, Kristen, my fiance, she was, you know, coming into the athlete area, helped me carry my – we had, you know, you take all your equipment right. and your bags into the, into the tent, and I couldn't even carry my bags out to the car at night because – it was so bad. I, I was taking uh, 
some pain medicine, but you know, you, you can only take so much of that right. and during the beginning of the day, it eventually wears off and the nights were just terrible. I, uh, I couldn't even get up to go to the bathroom. I had a bucket next to my, <laughs> my oh bed God. that I had to pee into because <laughs> I was trying to stay hydrated. Uh, yeah. yeah. I'm trying to stay hydrated <laughs> and it was just, yeah, wow. it was bad. And, uh, I remember Saturday morning we had, uh, I think it was the zigzag sprint and, uh, I text Kristen and I said, I, I think I got to withdraw. I said, I, I can't run. I can't move. I said, there's no, there's no way. And, uh, she said, I'm coming down. She's like, let me see. And I, I did a couple little cuts and I know it didn't look good. She's like, Oh, you're going to be fine. You, you got this. <laughs> you uh, look great. Yeah. You look great. <laughs> and then she's like, can you, can you tape it? And I went in and taped it up for that event. And I had a, I had a good finish on that event and it's, you know, brought me up in the standings a little and, uh, I got through that day and I was like, all right, if it, I can get through that day, you're almost in the clear. Mm-hmm. And, um, <laughs> I, I can't just, just thinking, sitting here thinking back to it. I just, I don't, at no point did I think like I was going to make it through the whole weekend, but through my fa- with my family support and, uh, my, you know, my community and friends and all the people here at mentality, um, my dad and my brothers all sent me messages along the way to really just keep me going. But it was, it was probably one of the hardest weekends of my life. And I remember people talking about being sore and being tired. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, man, I, I wish I was just sore. I wish <laughs> right? I was just tired. <laughs> I was like, I will take this for granted. Like yeah. if I make it back here again, I, I will distinctly remember this feeling and I will not complain ever <laughs> again about being sore or tired. But um, I made it through the weekend, and uh, I took sixth, and I came back, and uh, each day got worse when I got back because it's like the adrenaline's wearing Everything off. And, and that's out. really what got me through. It was a, it was a pure adrenaline. I'd get out on the floor, and I just kept, I just kept thinking like about all the people that – would kill for the opportunity to just run down the steps mm-hmm. and do one workout under the lights in, in, the, uh, in the stadium. And uh, it was just little things like that that uh, kind of kept me motivated to, to keep moving. But I came back, I got surgery on it within a week. And um, what it was is it was a partially ruptured uh, plantar fascia. Or plantar fascia. And uh, I also had a heel spur that they had to grind down. But they went in and uh, trimmed the plantar fascia, uh, cut out all the scar tissue, which he said there was a lot. He <laughs> sent me a picture of it. It was pretty gross. <laughs> Those uh, pictures are fun to look at. Yeah, it's, it's unbelievable. <laughs> unbelievable when you look at it. Yeah. And uh, after the surgery, it was uh, they put me in a cast, and I was off my feet. But I tried to keep moving. I saw you, do, you doing some things, and I saw a lot of athletes that were dealing with lower body injuries and uh, – I didn't want to just stop exercising. I feel like that's something a lot of people do and it's easy to just quit and, and not do anything and just feel bad. For yeah. Yourself. Kind of sit yeah. on the couch and don't get me wrong. There was a couple of days where I laid there and I was just like, Oh yeah, man, this is terrible. Uh, you know, didn't end the games, didn't end the way I wanted them to. And my foot's hurt. And am I going to be able to come back or, and you just start running all this doubt and uh, regret in your head. And, uh, uh once you get past that, you can, you can 24 <laughs> hours roll. Uh, you get it, feel bad for yourself for 24 yeah. hours. That's all you get. And then it's time to suck it up and, and get back in there. Uh, but I came in. I just did what I could, upper body, and uh, 
had fun. And I'll tell you what, it really helped me become a better coach. I had a little scooter that my dad and I were in here share, <laughs> sharing. Sharing it. <laughs> He'd use it in the morning, and then I'd come in in the evening and scoot around on it. And it was funny. <laughs> our half our, our coaching staff was <laughs> sitting on a scooter all day. But um, – I remember his brother. We I I didn't get to the games. I watched it on TV or streamed it. Yeah. And uh, I remember his brother walking out whenever they did the run in the stadium and the uh, yoke carry. Oh. And uh, I, I'm like, where did you go? He and he said, I just can't watch this. I can't because you know, he knew. Yeah. He texted us and he said well, I was in so much pain. And uh, but uh, Dr. Canales did a great job. And it's funny because when Scott was. Uh, went to see him he called me and i said now listen and he said uh, i'm i'm gonna give him with the cast he, he's got to be out of the gym for five days and i said why i said make it 10 <laughs> yeah I said, for me he made it two weeks <laughs> and, and, and i said if you tell him five you know, he'll be pushing to get in there four so uh he said well and he was telling me everything he was going to do and 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 i was trying to get him to make it longer so right. he healed. The only <laughs> reason he says this is because <laughs> he's just as bad as I am <laughs> when it knows. comes to listening to yeah. what he's supposed to be doing. And I said, listen, don't. he's going to come in here and ask you what he can do. I want you to <laughs> tell him what you want him to do because he'll have a list of 100 things. Can I do this? Can I do that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so we, had, we actually had the same surgeon, Dr. Um, Mike Canales, who was also my gymnastics coach, but – did a really fantastic job, I think. And that's the guy you around. want working on you, really. Yeah, yeah, someone who really understands what it's like to be, you know, a high-level athlete mm -hmm. and who takes the time. You know, he he even, you know, he works with re different residents and teaches, and he said, oh, I'm going to make sure that I close your own, your incision <laughs> too so your scar looks as good as possible. And, you know, it's those little things, I think, that go a long way. Yeah, the biggest thing that, you know, someone told me this once. They said, and you go to see a doctor, you know, whoever it might be, if it's a surgeon or a physician or whatever, ask them if they exercise. And if they don't exercise, then get the heck out of there. Because <laughs> it's a good that's screening not, question. Yeah, yeah. That's, not something, that's not someone you want uh, working on you on anything because right. if they don't take pride in taking care of themselves, then what, what makes you think they're going to give you any advice to mm -hmm. take And to just see him doing that split in the OR. I know. Oh, I, yeah. I, I, I showed awesome. that. <laughs> There was he, a picture great. on Instagram of yes. him doing a split on National uh, Gymnastics, Gymnastics Day. Day, and I just was like, this is the kind of doctor you want working <laughs> on you. Definitely. And he's very – he's actually in January going to be competing in his 20th alumni meet at Ohio State. And he still will throw around ridiculous gymnastic skills. So that's, it's going to be – I think I'm going to try and make it to go watch because I think it's going to be really exciting. That's really cool. Yeah. But anyways, Dave, tell us a little bit about your – and, uh, as well. And, <laughs> and, I had a, and I had a great surgeon also, but, you know, he kind of released me and he said, uh, I came back after a week and, and uh, I, I developed cellulitis. And he uh. said, what did you do? And <laughs> I, uh, what didn't you do? <laughs> he said, I thought maybe you'd go out and golf nine holes and, and ride in a cart. <laughs> but uh, I ended up, uh, had reconstructive uh, uh, ankle replacement, total okay. ankle replacement. And uh, it went very well. I, I actually uh, chipped my lateral malleolus whenever I was in high school, and uh, at the time, instead of getting surgery, uh, I, I just casted it. And, mm -hmm. But uh, it just my ankle kept going out all the time. I, I try to get out there and run sometimes, or playing a sport, and uh, 
it, I would sprain it, and uh, it just ankle just after being 60 just totally gave out. wasn't painful, but it it needed fixed, mm -hmm. and uh, I came back and uh, I, I was ready to go, and and uh, I just they had to open it up again, and that was the the one that uh, the incision right at the front of that shin, not much skin there, mm -hmm. so. Uh, I ended up, I had a wound that they uh, used the silicone graph on, placental graph, front of my uh, thigh graph, and then they finally went to the groin. And uh, it, probably the worst thing they can do for me is to put me in jail and say, sit. <laughs> so they, they told me I was allowed up for one hour uh, out of the total day. And that was just, oh my gosh, wow. I, I could hardly do that. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, it's healing and uh, I'm on my way to recovery. And Good. for me, in, in being in the gym, you know, we have somebody in here with a hip replacement. Um, we have people in here that have sh shoulder surgery and mm -hmm. and uh, just try to modify things. And, and, you know, doing CrossFit, you don't have to be a competitor. Uh, you know, when you're in here for fitness, and I have a talk with them all the time uh, about this because uh, it's very easy to to injure yourself or just not be ready for the movement you're doing mm -hmm. and uh try to keep it light kind of you know use that metabolic conditioning as uh, you know, uh moving and scott does a tremendous job uh giving me that time frame of what that workout should be taking and and us as coaches we look at it and, and when we're not falling within that time frame domain we know we didn't scale things right for people mm -hmm. um, sometimes you know people you let them try to independently do things and um, you can see that they're not moving like they should and the weight is heavier than it should be but mm -hmm. uh, uh, it was funny uh, you know uh, the guys came in here he said I uh, had hip surgery he said I, I just don't know if I can do this and you know he's running he's doing rope climbs he's doing squatting <laughs> and uh he got his first muscle up the other day wow. <laughs> yeah. he's in his 50s and uh the other day uh i had a lady that was uh, 65 that was in here and uh i told scott i got a great modification for the sit-ups the lady said i don't think i could do a sit-up and i said well do you sit up in bed she said well yeah and i said well then you can do a sit up <laughs> so uh there you go. we tied a band onto the rig and had the ab mat back there and she was able to just enough to get on there she biked and did sit-ups and was just excited as heck when she finished the workout but uh it's yeah. a, for me i, I guess i kind of look at it uh that way mm -hmm. for crossfit and uh just the uh like i said it's it's like uh, I don't miss being a school teacher because I kind of bring that school teaching in here, and mm -hmm. I, I kind of feel like it's a lesson. I have a hard time because I like to talk too much. <laughs> but uh, yeah, today I knew Scott was doing the 10 o'clock class, and normally I do that 5:30 class, and then I get a break till mm -hmm. nine, and I can, you know, I, I always I know who has to be at work and what time, so. I make sure I give them their full amount in here, whatever I can help them with. But I, I told them they were in here, and it was uh, 10.05, and I said, get over there and get on a bike. Scott's coming in. And I said, I'm a little late, and he's going to think I'm not doing what I'm supposed to be doing in here. But it, it's, a, it's a great thing, and um, I, I enjoy doing that, the teaching part of it with mm -hmm. the CrossFit. And there's a lot to it. And like I said, the programming is uh, – 
is, is, is everything. And, and uh, the modifications and, and, and just the, the weight that you're using in that time frame is important in that, that fitness level. Absolutely. And I think, too, I totally agree that having an injury and having to modify things yourself, right. it really opens your eyes and you, you can really relate a lot more with your members. You know, obviously they might have different uh, modifications that need to be made, but there's nothing like going through that experience yourself and knowing what it what it feels like to have to take a step back or to have to kind of rein yeah. yourself in for a little while. I think it's a great learning experience. It's made me a better coach, too, mm -hmm. because... Um, I'm so used to showing people and demonstrating things mm -hmm. that uh, when I was in here and I was on my scooter <laughs> <laughs> that I had to, and I, I took people through on ramps mm -hmm. on my scooter and I had to really be particular about what I said and how I said it to make sure that they understood exactly, you know, what I meant. Mm -hmm. And I had to keep things simple and it forced me to come up with new cues and I really felt like it made me a better coach because I couldn't show them. Right. I, and I had, to t I had to talk them through it. And it helped me just understand people in general and, like, what they understand and how to relate a specific movement to something that they do in everyday life. And uh, we talk about CrossFit being functional movements and things that you do in everyday life. So it's, it's like, okay, find a movement. All right, now what can I relate to that mm -hmm. that's going to help you understand? And... Uh, you know, it created a more uh, relaxed feel, mm -hmm. and it made people feel a lot more comfortable and uh, helped me as a coach. Absolutely. The challenges always make us stronger. <laughs> yeah. yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Not to sound too cheesy. No, you got All it. All right. Well, I want to close with three questions I ask everyone at the end of the podcast. So the first one is three things that you do on a daily basis that you think have the biggest overall positive impact on your health. I'll lead the way. They can be small, <laughs> bigger, small things. No I'll, pressure. I'll here. tell you what. Um, probably the, the most important thing for me is to get to church, and I try to. Uh, I always, I'll, I'll come in, and I, I usually will tell Scott and uh, his fiance a little story about a parable, and, and and I think that's to me that's an important thing about your health. You got to feel good about your living and, mm -hmm. and, and doing the right things. And, and, and I always say, hey, Scott, listen, you carry a lot of hats in your life. You want to carry those hats with a lot of dignity. Um, that, that's probably the most important thing. Um, and, and, and walking out here feeling that, that you did everything that you could to make somebody's day a good day because, you know, you walk in here and you try to keep the negative talk and, and, and just, the, you know, the daily uh, activities that you're always in you know uh, when you walk in it should be refreshing so that's one thing um, second thing is uh, I think the diet is a very important part of that life and uh, <laughs> Scott's laughing over I'm here sitting here like oh man <laughs> he's gonna steal my thunder <laughs> you okay. guys can use the but same you know ones. what I, and, and, and you know and I'm and like I said I'm 60 and I, I love the pie I mean I but I, I try to uh, I think that just is, uh, you know, staying in a, with a healthy diet. And you know what? In, in the elementary schools, you know, they have health one day a week. And, and I, I'm really surprised to see people that walk into our door that they don't know uh, more about what they're eating and, and why they're eating that and, you know, keeping trying to keep and balance proteins, carbohydrates, and fats and, and – uh, uh, we, uh, we we go over the block diet with them a lot, of the, and they, they seem to, to uh, understand that a lot. Um, 
And then probably the third most important thing is, you know, uh, I guess working with my family. And I, Scott just came in this morning, and we, uh, uh, they didn't plow the lot today. And he, I took some pictures. He did, and and he <laughs> said, send me those pictures. And I said something, and he said, what, what are you getting so mad at me for? I just asked <laughs> you to. Say, I said, I, that's that's. I said, I guess that's my tone. But anyhow, it's kind of like. Having that uh, ability to be able to uh, speak what you want to in, 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 in life and, and be able to, you know, at the end of the day or at the end of the session, you know, be able to walk over and kid around and, and, and have fun. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's the, I think having fun in life, you, you got to enjoy what you're doing. And I read a thing up where my daughter plays at Mount Union said, uh, find a job you love and never work another day in your life. Mm-hmm. And yeah. that's kind of how I feel in here, even though I, you know, I don't get any pay, right? <laughs> 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 but I love what I do. And I, I, I love being in here with these guys. And uh, it's just that you got to love, enjoy your life. And, and, and Scott's getting married. And I said, Scott, I, I saw something that said, you know, make sure it's, make sure she's right. Because 95% <laughs> of your, everything in your life is going to depend on that that person you're going to be spending your life with and uh i I think that's just enjoying yourself and and and, uh having fun absolutely all right buddy did you you leave me anything at all (laughs) you can just agree did you see how he was like (laughs) thinking when i uh, yeah (laughs) uh you you did say you could talk that's that's true (laughs) that is true but um i guess the the three things that i would i would look at that just really help um me with my health and I think that everybody should take into consideration and uh, the first one is just surrounding yourself with good people mm-hmm. and uh, I think that's really important because it's just mentally and emotionally uh, life's a roller coaster and the people that you're surrounded with are the people that are going to bring you up when you're having your bad days and you know that could be in the gym when you're working out or it could simply be um, you know, tragedies that are happening in your life or stressful times. And I think when you surround yourself with good people, uh, it just puts you in that positive mindset that allows you to um, just have great days. Uh, the second thing would be taking care of your, your health, uh, which would be, you know, getting enough sleep every night, uh, eating three to four meals a day, uh, balancing your macronutrients and things like that. I think that they all play a huge impact on our health and then the last thing is and and my dad talked about it a little bit is is just kind of having fun i see uh far too often in crossfit especially that you know people get kind of consumed by it and i think some of the 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 people that um enjoy it the most and are able to do it the longest are the ones that that have a lot of fun and truly enjoy every every moment of it and, uh, you know, looking back on my career in CrossFit, I don't necessarily always remember all the uh, competitions and uh, uh, the, you know, the CrossFit games. Like, yeah, I remember them and they were fun. But, you know, some of my best memories were the ones training with my brothers and, you know, some of my closest friends. Mm-hmm. And I think enjoying the process would be that, that third one for me. I think uh, a lot of people come in, they get their first muscle up, and then there's like, they don't even enjoy their first muscle up. They're like, I want to do these no, in a I'm workout. Doing something. And, yeah, nice. and it's What's just next? like enjoy enjoy the process. Right. And I think if you can enjoy the process, um, 
it'll just make life a lot easier and a lot more exciting. Absolutely. I think that, uh, you know, it, it's for you two, being a games athlete, and uh, it's it's very difficult for people to understand even what you, you go through and in, in, in your training. And a lot of times people come in here and, you know, that's – I, I always th- say to Scott, Scott, I don't even know if your mom knows wh- how tough it is to get there because, you know, you look at, the, you go to the games and I try to keep that as stress-free as I can because, you know, it's very easy to get tied up in who's one, two, three, five. Mm-hmm. But you know what? That guy that's, or that girl that's down at the bottom, she's a stud. I mean, she's, I mean, it, it's unreal, the uh, athlete that you're looking at and, uh like I said, you can mix those uh, workouts around and that whole leaderboard gets shuffled. But uh, just, uh, you know, my hat's off to to both of you guys and a- anybody that, that makes it to regionals that it, that is competitive enough to uh, be able to get there or the games because uh, it, I, I'm having fun at the games. And that's what Scott said, you know, you, you want to have fun. You can get wrapped up in how should I do that workout or, you know, it's – test of fitness and you just got to get out there and enjoy it you know where you can because it's it's over before you know it mm-hmm. and I've seen that too definitely there have been years where I have gotten more wrapped up and not had as much fun in the best times I think in the years that I've done the best are the ones that I've really had fun training and had fun throughout the whole season preparing and just enjoying the process so I totally agree um, next question one thing that you think would have a huge impact on your health but you just have a hard time implementing it in your life sort of your your weakness good scott i'll let you <laughs> go first <laughs> because uh, i went first the last time. <laughs> um say that again once so one thing you think would have a big impact on your health but you just have a hard time implementing it in your life so for me something like spending five or ten minutes doing meditation or mindfulness is something that at times I've found to be helpful, but I can't, usually I end up falling asleep or not fitting it in. Yeah. Mine would probably be just finding uh, balance from time to time, like getting, like getting out of my schedule. Mm. I'm very structured. So I feel like I have to, it's like boom, boom, boom. Every day is like Mm. the same. And I think it's important to have that structure, but at the same time, I think it's really important to, you know, it's easy to go home on a Friday night or a Saturday night and, uh, you know, turn on the TV and watch Netflix, put your Mark Pro on and relax. (laughs) And, you know, it becomes a a ritual, but, um, you know, my fiance probably wants to go out and get (laughs) some dinner and maybe see a movie or something like that. So I guess, uh, you know, implementing more, more date nights. (laughs) (laughs) That's a really, that's a great one. That's a really good one. Or just. Cut, you know, making sure you have that time to spend quality time with. Right. Yeah. And I think that's, you know, whether it's your, uh, your family, your spouse, your girlfriend, boyfriend, whatever it might be. I think it's, um, not forgetting, like not everyone is like diehard CrossFit, CrossFit, right. CrossFit. And <laughs> I think finding that balance and, you know, lucky, lucky, luckily for me, I got my fiance, Kristen to into CrossFit and she kind of understands it and she's in here and we spend the day together. But a lot of people don't have that luxury and, uh, you know, hanging out in the gym doesn't count as a date and taking, unfortunately, yeah, no, unfortunately I've learned that myself. Unfortunately <laughs> it isn't. So, um, you know, kind of getting outside of the gym and doing some things. And, um, I think that, that kind of keeps life fresh mm-hmm. and it, uh, keeps it exciting. And, uh, 
you know, shows the people that you care about that it's not just about CrossFit. Mm -hmm. You know, you care about them just as much as you care about CrossFit. Absolutely. And uh, I can I can also relate to that. I, we had six kids, and uh, you know, sometimes at our household, you know, when we sit down, we try to make it a no CrossFit zone. <laughs> uh, and and that's just that you know, it's not that we don't want to talk about it because if you just mention one thing, there'd be everybody would be putting their two cents in. But uh, I think you got to you got to take that time, uh, especially like our family, you know, there are eight of us and, um, it's easy to get wrapped up in this mm -hmm. for sure. Um, one, one of the other things, uh, is, is mobility. And I think, uh, uh, I think that's something that spending more time on, on mobility, almost, you could almost have a class of that. Uh, we had yoga in here for a while, but you know, yoga sometimes isn't a rest day, depending <laughs> on who's teaching you can it. can try you know making I mean? more of a workout. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, it's not I, easy. I think that, you know, for, for the people that come in here, you know, they're in there within that hour and, um, warming up and cooling down is, is a big, part of staying healthy mm -hmm. and uh just doing it the right way and sometimes it's just you know you, you're trying to get everything in and you, you teach people how to do things and but yet you know they're on a time crunch too and that falls in with making time for that family mm -hmm. you know what i mean absolutely all right last question we've kind of kind of already covered this but just to summarize if you had to describe what a healthy life look, looks like to you how would you describe it I'd say go watch uh, Julie Fouché's Day in the Life and Scott Panchik's <laughs> <laughs> Day in the Life through uh, Pure That's Pharma. Our, our <laughs> no, <laughs> no, but um, I would just say that your day would involve, um, you know, uh, proper nutrition, enough sleep and rest, and some type of exercise. Mm -hmm. Just keep it keep it short and sweet. But um, yeah, and I, I keep it simple too. You get up, you look in a mirror, and see. Do I like this personality? Do I like, you know, what I'm doing in my life? Mm -hmm. Do I like the accomplishments that I'm making? Am I making time for everything that I need to be making time with? And it's just kind of taking time to reflect on how, how your day and your life is moving and progressing, you know, with your family, you know, with God, with, with the people that are in your mm -hmm. surrounding. And uh, I guess it just reflection reflect on it and if you don't like something change it right you know right. it's never too late to kind of change the path that you're going in and uh i think that's important for people to know uh, that if you're not happy doing something and there's something out there that you want to be doing go out and do it and, or find a way to to be happy mm -hmm. life's short and uh it's it's way too short to be doing something that you don't love and uh that was kind of our motto especially just opening up this place was find something that you love to do and and go get it well it's working for you <laughs> <laughs> it's working for you so thank you so much um for welcoming me here at crossfit mentality and for sitting down to talk i think people are going to get a lot out of this episode and thanks for opening up and sharing and listen i just want to say you're my idol i mean <laughs> when i saw you at the regional <laughs> uh, i'll tell you what i had a new respect for you i, oh, I always thought you, you were tough <laughs> but uh I kept thinking, man, if, if that, I think it, I can't remember what the lift was, but you, you did everything else. And then was it the snatch maybe? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And I thought, oh, if that was deadlifts, I think she could be all right. <laughs> <laughs> but I, uh, you know, the crowd yeah. loved you. And, uh, I, I think just, I mean, that's just, 
an awesome man. Your career that speaks for itself. You know, hard work, get out there, do what you want to do, and enjoy it. And I think there's a great carryover between both those occupations, CrossFit and you know being a doctor. I mean, it's it's to me, there's not a better fitness than what we do in here if you modify it if you are smart about it and you have somebody that's leading you in the right direction well thank you very much <laughs> thanks for talking to me guys Absolutely. you got it thank you all so much for tuning into this episode i hope you all enjoyed this conversation as much as i did i learned a lot from the panchik family and it was a pleasure to visit their affiliate crossfit mentality you can learn more about the Panchicks at www.crossfitmentality.com or on their various social media accounts. To make sure you never miss an episode and to receive exclusive content from me, head to my website, juliefouché.com, and subscribe to my email list. Also, don't forget to share your stories. If you or someone you know has used lifestyle to overcome a serious health challenge, please send me an email at info at I'll choose some of these inspiring stories to share here on the podcast in future episodes. Also, if you like what you hear, don't forget to subscribe and give us a rating on iTunes. And I always love hearing your feedback, so please leave comments under this post on my website and also share your thoughts on social media using the hashtag JFHealth. Thank you again so much for listening, and I'll catch you next time on Pursuing Health. (music) 